Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to Crime And. Just a very quick little message from me, Julie J, to say, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in again. If you do want to support Crime Land, I would really appreciate it if you could rate or review us wherever you listen to your podcast or recommend us to a friend. It is the best way of growing the podcast and building our little community of Crime Landers. Thank you so much to everyone who's done it already. Today's episode, oh, you're in for such a treat. I have Jason Brennan, Kevin Larney of the Shy Talk Irish History Podcast. I knew they were going to be funny, but I didn't expect them to be this funny. They are absolutely gassed. They are so funny that after this episode for a full week, I was thinking back on Kevin's final line in today's episode and just lolling to myself in the car. They are absolutely gassed. Do check out their podcast if you haven't already. That's the Shy Talk podcast. And they also have a deadly little comedy club called the Haypenny Comedy Club. And if you are in Dublin city centre, do check it out. They run that three nights a week. Very dis- quick disclaimer as ever that today's episode does contain themes which some listeners may find distressing and we always strive to discuss these topics in a human and empathetic way. And without further ado, here's your episode. Enjoy! My name is Julie J, and this week I cannot believe it, but I'm talking to the brilliant. I talk history. I'm Jason Brennan. And I'm Kevin Larney. That was, what way did you say the name of the show there? Shite Talk History, which is, I guess, is not the name. No, it's Shite Talk, an Irish history podcast. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you guys, because I was confused about the name. You, it was giving me P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, all that kind of vibes. We tried so, to rebrand, but without okay. actually doing any work. So we just okay. started calling it a short version. So what So what do you go as now? I, officially, it's still Shite Talk, colon, an Irish history podcast. 
Okay. But I, we always just read through the shy talk history. Realizing we shouldn't put colon in the same sentence. I was going to yeah, say it's too colon, much. I know, but also I know. I'm just thinking colonoscopy. I know. Yeah, and when shite begins the name, it's too much. But we're it's. <laughs> but we were just saying there before and how we would introduce it. We kind of got, uh, we've gotten used to the idea now that like you know you, someday your name will be up in lights, kids. We realize that anytime our name is on a poster, it's just shite talk. <laughs> if we have a guest, their get the guest name is up in big lights, and then. Like we were doing a gig in the Wild Duck, that was the, the last gig we did, and it was all up on a big sandwich board and it looked great. And like the guest name Donald Fallon was up in lights. And it just said shy talk. I'm like, yeah, that's us. We that's, made it. But I that's think it. but it's but you know what, honestly though, as a brand, I think it's a genius name for a podcast. Yeah. It's very clever. Yeah, it's, it hadn't been taken yet somehow with no. all the Irish podcasts out but, there. Yeah. It's, there's about three or four of them now though. Yeah. And because I was gonna say, there seems to be offshoots. Like people have, people are now calling themselves shy talk, but you're like the OG, the OG, yeah, the, yeah, the, the original. original shy talkers, and it is such a brilliant podcast because you guys, it's history. It is history. Somewhat. I like Jason's to, like, hang on a minute. Just, okay, I like to cover my bases in yeah. case because people come back to us and they're like, you got this wrong. I'm like, well, the name is shy talk. Is it, it, it's anything to do with Irish culture because we've gone, we've gone back as far as, uh, I'd like, I don't know, I don't know what the oldest one we've done yet, maybe. Uh, we did like a series on the nine or sixteen ninety war to explain the twelfth of July, which just happened yesterday in recording. But then the one you're most excited about writing at the minute is uh, Saipan. It's the twenty year anniversary of Roy Keane leaving the World Cup. Amazing. So, yeah. so we so got the whole kinda, thing. We've got good episodes and then Saipan. Now I'm scared to ask this, but like, okay, age wise, so how old were you when Saipan happened? Oh, I was. What's that? The ten, nine, nine, turning ten. Okay. Uh, okay, same. so I was around the same age myself. Uh, no, I was uh, a lot older. I just remember Roy and the Golden Retriever. Yeah, all the walks and the interviews. Yeah, <sighs> that mm. was hard. I mean, I listen. Give his name was it Champ or what was he? He also had a red ball. He would yeah, he would God. throw to. Him. And he's. I mean, even the guide dogs for the blind, like Roy, that poster. She's mm. <sighs> <laughs> and it was a soft side to Keen, and I'm gonna I uncover it. I haven't decided which way I'm gonna come down on the whole side pan I mean, thing, yeah. but I know in my heart. All I'm saying is, okay, right, guys. First of all, guide dogs with mind a great charity. We need to support them, but also do purchase the calendar because Roy Keen has sexed up Irish guide dogs for the blind. I would say by. Oh. Two thousand percent. Really? Mm-hmm. There's something about Roy though, like with he, the beard oh, when he has there the full is. grown beard. With or without the beard, Jason. Ah, both. Yeah. He's just. I feel okay. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers. I was going to ask. Do you think he was right to leave? But to be continued, oh, I yeah, I gotta, yeah, we'll we're going to write that, her, that part's going to be behind the Patreon. We're going to okay. write our answers down on a slip of paper you're, and then hide them from each other. You're paywalling that shit. Oh yes, okay. for sure. I so mean, yeah. the inflammatory. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be but all the much. history that no one cares about—that's for free. The Saipan stuff that you gotta pay for that. But I have to say, and no offense to you know, I have had some brilliant guests on this podcast, but Fred was very excited about you guys coming on. He's a big fan. Well, that's very, that's very sweet. Uh, thank you, Fred. Uh, does he listen to your show? No, probably, uh, Fred isn't busy. into true crime, so he's done a few crime. And so when people cancel at me last minute, I say to Fred, "Would you mind doing it?" And he's such—I love you, Fred, but like he's not a great guest because he just says things like, "That's so sad," and then <laughs> you know you say so anyway, and then he went to jail, and Fred's like, "And that's the end." I'm like, "Well, yes." <laughs> 
because she's dead and Fred's just like what sort of a story is this at all and he says to me I don't think this is good for you he said that to me the other night and I was like you don't know me (laughs) anyway okay let's start the podcast right now okay the podcast has started uh we're on the clock it's okay right okay did I say what we're talking about? No, no, we've no oh, idea. So I didn't say about. Okay, so we intro and then I say about. Okay, so I'm talking to the wonderful Jason and Kevin today about the Somerton Man. Okay, oh. so this is an unsolved Australian mystery. Unsolved Australia? so far. So far. We've got time now. But listen, I think we'll have to pay wallet surely. That's true. Yeah, true. We'll, we'll solve it and put I have that a gig behind. At seven. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll make the Australian cops pay for it. Okay. So listen, uh, we're not just pulling this out of our arse here. We've used mm. some sources. Um, I have this very reputable website which I use a lot. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's called Wik- Wikipedia. I get a lot of arse content from that as well. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah, I find it's it very great. resourceful. Really, really Never good. donated. Yeah. Bit of rooters there. Uh, I've also used an article from The Lineup, which is a great L website. I'm sure you guys have used that a bit. Is that a sport? No, what is it? The, the lineup. It's kind of a bit of this, bit of that. A lot okay. of true crime on there and a bit of history. Oh, so okay. it might be a good oh, one to dive into. Whatever Wikipedia fails, we go straight to lineup then next. And then the main thing I've used here is good old all that's interesting.com. And this is an article by John Krosky. Uh, so I mainly used an article by John Krosky who uh, writes a lot on there and he's absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to dive right in, guys, if that's yes. okay. Okay. So on the 30th of November, 1948, in the evening time, a number of people noticed a man propped up against a concrete wall on Somerton Beach, which is near Adelaide in Australia. I don't know, have you guys done the whole Australia thing? Was that a real naughty thing to do? No, I was, I was there in 2019, just before. Remember when Australia was on fire? Yes. I was there for that and I was like oh, the front row seat to what will surely be the most talked about event of 2020 <laughs> I came back two months later it was COVID but uh, I was in Adelaide I was in Melbourne mostly I made it to Adelaide for maybe a day or two okay do you feel bad about starting the fire listen I was having a cigarette <laughs> and trying to just throw it at a squirrel that I thought might be endangered and uh they should have better fire systems. It's not as if it hasn't happened before. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah. I... Is it my fault that the entire city was <laughs> Sydney was covered in spot for How months? are you to know? Yes. Uh, I know, actually, that's gas. That was 2019. Yeah, Feels like, like December, a million years ago. People weren't even talking about it three months later. It's gas because it's funny, isn't it? Like 2020, we thought, do you remember Cats, the movie? Do you remember that movie? We oh, thought yeah. that was the worst thing that was going to happen. Mm. Little did we know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so his this man... Right, so the group. So he's propped against a wall. He's so he's kind of you know propped against a wall on the beach, and his legs were kind of outstretched and his feet were crossed over in what gave him the semblance of a very relaxed position. It was a really bizarre scene, and the group he found. uh, So the group that found him were really struck by kind of how strange his appearance was because he was dressed very formally. Mm. So he's on the beach, but he's got a full suit, polished shoes. And it's like kind of obviously it's not something you'd expect. No one on a in Australia had ever seen thing. a suit before. They're awful long shorts. What's happening I know. here? He, but he's not wearing thongs. What's, something's up. Uh, yes, yeah, so his toes were covered. So straight away, Australians, they're on high alert, aren't they? Yeah. So one couple said later that they thought he was kind of raising his arm and they presumed he was drunk. 
and mm. he was trying to light a cigarette man oh, after your own heart Kevin yeah. drunk lighting a cigarette <laughs> if, if you ditch the suit there goes me you know <laughs> Leaning against things, classic. I think this was Kevin. Okay, so another said that they recall seeing Musk. Just to get ahead of it, I do have a strong alibi for 1948. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't okay, pin we, this on me. We get it, Kevin. You're young, okay? <laughs> Jesus, smoker, what? My God. Anyway, another recalls seeing mosquitoes buzzing around his face and thinking that he was just too drunk to wave them away. Hmm. Uh, they each believed that the man had too much to drink uh, when in fact Jason he was in fact dying oh that's so sad yeah I know you didn't see that coming now at all <laughs> but he's just doing the Fred lines <laughs> is that the end excuse me <laughs> A pa- okay it's over very sad goodbye <laughs> A pair of amateur jockeys okay so they were in pros Jason okay. they weren't professional jockeys I'm not sure what difference that makes to the story but anyway they're jockeys okay so because they're jockeys they're on horses, horses. ketamine oh sorry you should have been working these case, this uh, case so, I, I love when they leave irrelevant bits of information in that like, <laughs> he was an amateur jockey let him have his moment like come there's no on. need come on oh. are we talking about like 80 years later we're still like he wasn't in the pros he could have gone pro but he just couldn't get <laughs> the weight couldn't. down uh, <laughs> <laughs> six foot tall sorry Kevin a man is dead been, have some respect I'm so, we don't know he's dead yet no, we oh do. sorry well dying okay. dying well he's probably dead spoiler alert um, so uh, they come along and they discover that he is in fact dead and they notify the police now an initial inspection of the Somerton man as he came to be known revealed no obvious cause of death he had not been stabbed, shot, or seemed to be, he didn't seem to be injured at all. So they find this dead body and there's no obvious sign what happened. Yeah. Uh, he had boxer shorts on and a vest and he had a white shirt and a thin red tie. I think Kevin, I've he- heard this story. <laughs> we do this thing. Where Jason, we just... is this familiar to you? Uh, no, I've never heard it. Okay. So, yeah. so we, we just, we'll ignore Kevin for a and while. And you know what? It's hard to know because Jason is like Gaiety School of Acting. So maybe he has heard of it. He's but stone it's fit, very but he's a professional. He wouldn't jump across the middle of the show to reveal what's going to happen. It's over. So he had boxer shorts, a white, um, white vest. Again, why we need to know. It's, I mean, vests are generally white. That's mm, true. That's yeah. true. Also, maybe not the back I don't know why he's wearing one in Australia. Yeah. A vest? Would you not wear a vest? It's too hot. Yeah. That, all no. those layers. Yeah, that's true, uh, actually. We're right. like, what is it? Like 28 degrees here now and we're dying. Oh, yeah, no. That's, I'm dead. Yeah. I really am. Well, I mean, not literally dead. Like this, like man, this but, Yeah. Uh, so he had light brown trousers, a brown sweater, and a brown double breasted coat. So a lot of brown. His shoes were polished. One of his pants pockets was repaired with an unusual type of orange thread. Mm. So the police went looking in his pockets because they're police. That's what happens. That's not the first because place they're Australians and that's just what they do to dead bodies. No. No. Just they're professional officers they're, of the law. They're looking for clues. They yes. went into the pockets and they found a train ticket to Henley Beach, a bus ticket to North Glen Egg, Glen Elg, an American metal comb, a packet of juicy fruit chewing gum, a packet of army club cigarettes containing a different brand of cigarettes. So they thought that was weird. So the yeah. packet it didn't like it was like they put they didn't had put different it didn't match the cigarettes uh, which yeah. i mean you kevin to... you are a resident i've been smoker. hanging on to the same box of amber leaf since 2009 
I just get new cigarettes, put them in. They should. I'm not. I'm not carrying around that black package they have now with the lungs on it. Oh, yeah. Is this just the cigarette version of like when you see a lad on the bus and he has like he has a Joyce novel in front of him, but on the inside it's just Nuts magazine, <laughs> which is much bigger than the Ulysses. Inside the actual cigarettes are ch- like children's cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my! Well, the sweets. We, uh, you might know him. I won't give his name away, but uh, he's very, he buys very fancy looking cigarettes and he's been smoking them in front of us for months, never shares them. And then we were drunk there on Saturday and he finally gave us one. They're children's cigarettes. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. The tips are like candy. L- laced with sugar. You have to lick your lips afterwards and it's sweet. And he always looks it's... so cool because it's like brown wrap cigarettes and so mysterious. It's like, it's, it's like what they get children hooked on cigarettes with. <laughs> James Cadden strikes again. Okay. <laughs> um, that's gas. Uh, so, yes, weird about the cigarettes. A hanky, which mm. wouldn't be that strange, especially 1948, and a packet of Bryant and May matches. The man was very physically fit. He had an athletic build and he seemed to be in his 40s or 50s. Weirdly, his toes were disfigured, oh. which would suggest that they'd been shoved into tight shoes. So people thought maybe he might have been a dancer. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah. So this is why he wasn't wearing tongs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? This is why, I mean, Irish people, our toes are in bits, aren't they? What are your toes like? Yeah, not. not I, I was living in Texas there for the last four years, so it was like sandals all the time. So my, wow. uh, my toes are recovering now. Okay, uh, yeah. You've got recovered toes. Kevin? I Yeah, mine are bad. Whenever I can, I go barefoot. I was barefoot. I drove around in the van as barefoot for about six months. Never, oh, okay. never needed shoes. Hey, we keep complaining about it in the house, but he won't stop. <laughs> I will not stop. No. So who has who has worse toes that? Uh, probably mine. I play a lot of football really? and do kickboxing, so I probably I've broken a good few of them. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're a bit wonky. Nails are all in bits. They're all black and blue and yeah, oh, half shattered. Jason. I know. I have to take better care of them. Do you know? Yeah, the t- the toes. My toes are. I really hate my toes. Like I got my nails done there the other day, and like the girl was all chat when she was doing the hands all about me, and then when yeah. we went to the toes, like the chat stopped. She on. was like, mm. but I took the sock off. The chat was gone. She was definitely allergic to me when she saw that. I mean, I just have terrible toes. And it's just because they're tiny. We're always wearing like football socks and boots. No. Like, I'm just like this man with my double-breasted coats. You really are. But you know what? I like that you dressed up for the podcast. I think that's important. You know, dress for the job you want. Exactly. So they think maybe he was a dancer because of the toe situation. Stroke could have been Irish because obviously obviously we've established we have bad toes. Mm -hmm. A really odd part of the story is that strangely the tags and labels of his clothes have been cut off Gasp. investigators investigators found absolutely no money no wallet or id so he has nothing to tell them who he is as such at the royal adelaide Hospi- hospital dr john barclay bennett guessed that that well i shouldn't say guest that really kind of undermines his <laughs> 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 he okay, just he's... strolled in, stole one of the cigarettes, was like, ah, I'd say it's probably a man if I had to, get, <laughs> to have a shot in the dark. So he estimated might be better word, but might be better word. <laughs> estimated that the time of his death was around two AM. The attending pathologist That looks like a two E to me. <laughs> All right. I'd say two. I'd oh, say two thirty. Yeah. Uh, he's the... definitely dead. <laughs> He's dead. Okay. <laughs> Terrible. He's dead. 
The attending pathologist, John Matthew Dwyer, determined that the body had not been moved after death. Dwyer also noticed that there were a couple of things that didn't add up. So his pupils seemed small and unusually shaped. The Somerton man also had blood in his stomach, which suggested that maybe there was some poison involved. But again, they did tests on this to see mm. could they find the poison and they found absolutely no poison in his blood. Yeah. So the blood in the stomach would suggest poison, but then there was no poison in his blood. Uh, this led so then this led some investigators to believe that maybe he had digested digitalis and strophanthin, two lethal poisons that don't leave a trace. It's like okay. breaking bad. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert, breaking bad. Ah, it's too sure. late. No, I'm not gonna give away better call Saul, but breaking bad, oh you have God. at it. Do you know someone said to me recently I was talking about the ending of the Sopranos and she she was like, Don't tell me, don't tell me. I was like, It's bad. come on. I know. Well, I'm watching I, it. I know, two yeah. decades. They forget to film the whole last bit of it. Oh. <laughs> they still couldn't I get it. <laughs> sure it cut out on the night, but surely someone's got the footage. <laughs> So um, they also took fingerprints, but they still came up with nothing. Neither the FBI in the United States or Scotland Yard in the England, the, the, England UK. the UK. Like you can tell, I was a really good. I mean, moon tour alert. Of over course, here. yeah. That you throw it to us, and we were like, in the, the U- FBI. U- uh, in the UK, had fingerprints on oh, the file. Oh, Scotland Yard, not in Scotland. He just found that out last week. Very recently. Really? The Irish blew up the original one. No way. Yeah. Mm. I can't remember who. Yeah, we invented Scotland Yard. We loved blowing stuff up. We were. We do not get enough credit for inventing terrorism. But you know what? I feel. Were we good at it? I'm not sure. We were. We were polite about it. So good. We were which? Polite. Polite. We would phone ahead, and that's kind of the. Listen, no. I'm sorry to bother you. I know, I know, but there is a bomb in the building, so you're gonna have to. Leave. I know it's a Friday though. We give that. <laughs> we give you that. We always left the bomb at like eleven on a Friday. Of a bank holiday weekend, you're fucking laughing. Yeah, we're, we're just planting bombs on a Monday. <laughs> that is, that makes sense because I was always wondering why we have different bank holidays from the English, but mm. that does make sense. So the police then, so basically, look, nothing. The fingerprints aren't, you know, they're not coming up with anything there. Yeah. The coroner's determined that he had died of heart failure, but they couldn't come up with a cause of death as such. Mm. The police then got a lucky break when they found the man's suitcase at Adelaide Railway Station. It contained the exact same unusual orange thread sewn into his pants and some clothing labelled T. Keen and then they had K-E-A-N-E and also K-E-A-N. But once again, this was a clue that went nowhere. The most unbelievable clue of all, however, what? came several months later. Well, sorry, so just when he's at the train station, does that add up with the the bus ticket and the train ticket? Does that yeah. make sense? So they fe- so the, it would have been like on, so he got like the ticket to Henley Beach yeah. and it would have been on route to Henley Beach, this okay. railway station. So it did kind of add up from that point of view, but it didn't give them any clues as to who he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the most unbelievable clue of all, however, came several months later. The police went back to search his possessions and they found like a small pocket sewn into the waistband of his pants. And in that tiny little pocket, they found a folded piece of paper Mm. that read Tamam Shud, Persian for it's finished or it's ended. Is that the end? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Paywall. Two. Okay, paywall for the rest. Part two. The words so, were written so in. Wait, give so us Persian. that again. So the tiny little pocket yeah. in the waistband of oh, his it, pants. Yeah, yeah. And then in that tiny little pocket, they found a folded piece of paper that read Tamam Shud, which is Persian for it's finished or it's ended. Mm. The words were written in a distinctive font. Oh, sorry, I guess. Sorry, I thought that was the whole note. That was a Tamam Shud in Persian. Oh, sorry. I was like, to, ma- to mother, yes. I'm I with do you know, because I do have a couple of colons in here, but I just think after the start, I didn't really want to say colon, colon again. again. Do you know what you, I mean? Yeah. It's so ad nauseum. The note is. Persian for it's two endless. words. Yes, yeah. sorry. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So the two words, tamam should. Yeah. So that's Persian. Yeah, it means it's ended. And it means it's ended. Well, so he didn't okay. write it then, obviously. Well, this is the thing. So it's from a book. So it was like It was obviously It had been ripped out of a book So it was a distinctive font And it had been torn From a rare New Zealand edition Of the Rubiet Of Omar Khayyam Which was a 12th 12th century work of poetry So it was this poetry book And it had been ripped out From this rare edition Mm. Police searched far and wide For the copy of the book That matched the distinctive font From this little piece of paper they found They couldn't find it anywhere But then A man comes to the police station Typical So it's always some man Bloody men Ugh. Explaining all about oh. it so yeah, I so killed him ah, <laughs> oh, It was me You got me I didn't think he'd look in the pants um, So police So basically He goes to the station And obviously The first thing they do Is they go to the last page mm. Because they know This was like From the last it's, page uh, of the book yeah. And They find That the last page Had been ripped out Ooh. So they're really delighted with this. They're getting excited. But then the man's story as to how he got this book just gave rise to more questions than answers. So he said that the previous year, the year before, himself and his brother-in-law had gone to the beach and they parked up the car, as you do. Yeah. They went back to the car and his brother-in-law spotted a copy of this book on the floor of the car. So in other words Somebody had gone into the car And left this book on the floor Book thing makes me think It's like the Da Vinci Code Remember when people used to just They'd finish it and leave it In public places For other people to pick up Oh Oh. You'd be raging if you did that And it came back a year later That someone (laughs) (laughs) This bloody book He ruined it for everyone Only ripping bits out of it And getting himself murdered I can't tell if it's over or not (laughs) Recently somebody Somebody uh, Came to me Met me for coffee with the book and said I think you'd really enjoy this book and I was like 
this is the book I lent you. <laughs> and But you know when people do that, I just found this amazing peanut for you and they put it up on Instagram and I'm like, I gave yeah, you that peanut yeah, yeah. Like, Did Some people. People. Yes. Jesus. Anyway, that that is an excellent que- question, Jason. And now, I don't I know ju- what I this means. I just want to jump ahead because I don't want to give me any credit for anything. That was my question. Now we're in Moonshore mood. About was it? Was it? Was uh, it? He's never year, asked a question in his was life. Was it the year before? What was your man dead at that stage? Yeah, yeah. Did you ask that, Kevin? I know we look very similar, Julie, and we keep switching seats every now, time. You I, I was going to say, are you messing with me? Because I really thought that was Jason. No, we end up getting confused quite a lot. Yeah, it's uh, we look pretty similar, especially when I'm wearing my glasses. Mm. We the same and hair I'm wearing my hat. My, okay, my apologies. So, Kevin. That's okay. Kevin, great question. And I don't know what this means. I'm just means, going for the gold star. But he wasn't dead because it was the month yeah. after he had been found dead. And this mm-hmm. book was on the floor of the car. So, at that point... Oh, no, he was. What did I say? He wasn't yeah. dead. Okay, yeah, sorry. So- scratch that. He was dead... Yeah. Because it was the following month that this book appeared on the floor... Of the car. Of mm. the car. And the note's already in his... Pants. So the note is already in his pants. Mm. So both men, they come back to the car. They don't own this book, but they just presume, okay, it's the other fella's book. They don't ask about it and mm. they drive off. Classic brothers. But that Not was two women men. straight in. The two sisters. Oh, this book. Who left the fucking book in the fucking floor? Why was she even at the floor? Yeah, what are you ripping pages ahead of for? Obviously then, the national coverage of this story had the whole of Australia gripped and the men then copped that the book was the one that police were looking for. Inside the book, the detective sergeant, Lionel Lean, found two unlisted phone numbers and faint lines of code. The first phone number was a dead end, but the second phone number led to a young nurse named Jessica Ellen Thompson, who went by the name Joe, who lived on Dun Dun Dun, Somerton Beach. So they go to Joe and they show her plaster cast of the Somerton man's face, and then they said that. Uh, which I don't know why why is that a common thing I don't know actually have they not heard of photographs I don't I was gonna say here's a bust that That only just struck me now I'm not sure anyway okay I'm gonna double check that maybe it was a photo but I'm fairly sure they said plaster why would it be a plaster cast like a 1948 maybe they don't Australians did they is, have, that ex- is that an excuse? Sure, questions, questions. They only had Instagram, but they didn't have cameras yet. I'm actually going to have to listen to a podcast. That on was this some story. man's job, <laughs> is the thing. That was some man's job. Yeah, they, they couldn't was, get rid of it. It was a union thing, no cameras allowed. <laughs> They're just standing around saying, Yeah, I think he's dead, maybe two in the morning, and then they put on the plaster. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they thought, now, look, what's, who's to say what you could read from this? The police said that they thought she acted strangely and nearly fainted, but she denied knowing him. Now, that's what they, they that was their reading of it. Yeah. Um, but she said, Look, I really don't want to talk to you about this she didn't want to speak to police but she did eventually admit to having given a copy of the book to a man named alfred Voxel. Okay. So this was a big thing yeah yeah obviously the police then went off they found this fella and they said look do you have a copy of this book because this woman told us that she gave you a copy of this book and wait for it he still had the copy oh he had his copy so it gets not, weirder yeah. exactly uh, so he has his own copy so they're like okay um and then obviously look at this point they went to this kind of faint code in the book they put on the black light they could make out like a jumble of letters but they just couldn't crack the code did they only try that at that stage <laughs> they did one bit of evidence at a time 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe it was the same time. Maybe a couple of police went off to maybe. talk to your man. Maybe know? another fellow was back at the station with a black Dude. light. I'm not quite sure the it would, sequence It of just events. reminds me of my friend in college years ago. Her house got burgled and the guards came down and they were checking it out. And the people who robbed the house did sort of trash the place and someone had written a number on the wall, <laughs> a phone number. Oh my God, God. And the guards oh. rang it. <laughs> And it was the guy who robbed the house. What? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I don't even know how they rang him. It was like, where are the guards? I don't know how the conversation would have went, but also, what's a, what What a level of detective just but to be standing there. Oh, eight seven. Now, hang on a moment. <laughs> These digits, if we... But why did I recognise this. Why did he write his number? This is a lunatic. Number? I don't know. Or maybe one of his mates did him was like, this would be funny. And if they catch him, it definitely won't connect to me, the guy who lives oh, in his fucking house. That's like, you know, I watched what Crime... Oh, I'm Crime Land. I was going to say I watched Crime Land. <laughs> no, Crime Line? Is that still going? Oh, yeah, I watched yeah. there a few weeks ago. It was absolutely gas. There was they had footage of these two young fellas robbing a house. But the guy had like the camera in the garden or whatever. Mm. So it's kind of Black Hawk Down vibes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like night filter or whatever and it was so funny because like basically they'd have to jump over a wall because your man comes home early and like your man like kind of <laughs> breaks his leg or something happens he legs and then he's like mick mick i broke me fucking leg and they're like so if you know a mick and his friend who's walking <laughs> with a limp do you get in touch but it's just like <laughs> It's just like world's oh worst. And I God. think they still didn't catch them. Like, oh. come on. Well, just, there's so many broken leg nicks out there. Oh, a lot um, of people walking around with sticks. What can I say? Well, I'm from Carlo, the home of the... We've already known for one thing now. The uh, mm. Catherine Thomas? Well, I suppose two things. I mean, oh, Sean she's been knocked well. off the top list now. Yeah, the post office um, robbery, yeah. the... The, oh, the guy stop. in the yeah, the guy who passed away in the wheelchair. But isn't that very sad, though? It was, but it was also pretty funny. Stop! No, <laughs> I'm funny. drawing the line. I had, honestly, I yeah, no, that was that was it, Carlo. It put, yeah, wasn't it put it? Carlo on the map. It's uh, I've been hearing a lot of uh, oh yeah, Carlo exists. I forgot that. <laughs> Are you the ones with we're the post back. office? Yeah, we're back. Hashtag Carlo oh. Rising. All right. So, and well, do you know Catherine Thomas? Actually, my dad was in the hospital the night she was born. He oh. saw her the night she was born. Catherine, if you're listening to this, do get in touch with the podcast. So he was a guard in, I think he was in Offaly or Kilkenny. Okay. Mm. He was around there and the, his partner at the time, he it was Catherine's uncle. And he okay. said, well, come on, we'll pop into the hospital. Just to see My what's going on. My niece was born. So, I mean, like, my this... dad probably saw Catherine before her own dad did. Yeah, I don't know. Like... This wouldn't be a time when like men would be anywhere near the hospital. <laughs> actually do you know what now more than this case i think me sharing that anecdote it gives rise to more questions than answers yeah, yeah, yeah. what i'm saying do you want to come down and see the birth of the niece my dad i'm kind of thinking about like a nativity scene oh, like yeah. <laughs> there was a donkey and a star is about to be born <laughs> i think she's gonna do a travel show they're is, all what we bring father's... her quick a breakfast roll <laughs> Is your father some sort of like celebrity whisperer? He shows up at the hospital. You're the chosen one. You can do it. RT picks you. The Harry Um, Potter sorting hat. So look, I don't know. Maybe my dad is Catherine's dad. I don't know. Like something was going on. Anyway, okay. Um, So look, they can't crack the code. 
They decide to bury the man not knowing his identity on the 14th of June, 1949. So they were, they, you know, really... A fair year. They get, well, I suppose maybe six, seven months at that stage because it was the previous November oh, that okay. they had found his body. There are some theories as to what happened. The first theory is that he died by suicide after being rejected by Joe. Some have, suggest, have suggested that Joe who remember was the woman that they went to speak to and she said look I did the nurse mm. who you know she did say look I have given this book to someone you can go talk to him and then it wasn't the same book mm-hmm. um but they'd have suggested that she had a son with the Somerton man because people said that there were similarities in their appearance but again that could just be speculative you know as such and it's yeah. kind of obviously it's open to a well-dressed young man <laughs> <laughs> absolutely roasting <laughs> please mommy can I put on some shorts no your toes will be crippled in these leather boots he's always leaning against stuff just like his old man they did suggest that another theory is that he was in fact a spy yes Kevin, okay, we know what Kevin is. Why would you think spy? What? Oh, I, there's nothing suspicious about a <laughs> post-World War II well-dressed man with a book of codes and little bits stolen into his pants, mysteriously dying of poison that can't be picked up by the Australian hospital service. I don't know. It's because you said fly at the start, and I was like, fly? Rhymes with? Spy! There we go. You cracked the code. Yes. It's, it's, it's a spy written all over Well, uh, Yeah. No, a lot of people think this because obviously no one came to claim the body despite publicity around the case. So if the poor man had died of suicide, you would like to believe that someone yeah. woke up. Also, the fact that he was a dancer, a lot of people said, okay, you know, maybe of a Russian orientation because, uh, you know, no, obviously yeah. dancing, such a dancing culture in the Soviet Union, etc., um, then there was the code yeah. I was going to say we don't think all Russians are spies no <laughs> and I thought you were going to say we don't think all Russians are dancers <laughs> okay oh no wait what <laughs> not all Hang of their on. women shots fired okay they don't all dance um, not so- all of their women pop open to reveal a smaller woman inside <laughs> just some of them just a few there was the code mm. and of course the main thing being the fact that all the tags were cut off as clothes and yeah. the poison the mysterious poison that they couldn't find mm-hmm. um, but and also I suppose what would maybe kind of lend itself to that theory as well was this uh, policeman called Jerry Feltus he was an Australian policeman he wrote a book on this case the only book on this case and he found someone in 1950 so the following year who said that they had seen one man carrying another on his shoulder on the night so this would support mm. some conspiracy theorists who believe the Somerset man was killed due to his role in international espionage yes. but ultimately the case still remains one of the great unsolved mysteries of Australian crime and when the South Australian coroner published the final results of his investigation his report concluded with the admission I am unable to say who the deceased was I am unable to say how he died or what was the cause of his death and that is the story of the Somerton man. Damn. Mm. It's now a just, great story, isn't it? This is like... an irrelevant point, but what the guy who wrote the book, his name was what, Jerry Feltus? Yes. That'd be a great name if you got me too. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Feltus. Yes he did. That's enough now and on we go. Uh, <laughs> Somehow they ever got to the end of this <laughs> crime. Jerry Feltus, yes, okay, that's step that's what him. <laughs> it's a cold case now. <laughs> I wrote a book about the Somerton man. <laughs> 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 but it's a great story. Jerry Feltus. 
Yes. Oh. Um, but Lad, somebody died. Okay, uh, yes. right. Lots of people have died in the interim. Bring it know. back. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mm. You're just your guests. You really are. Give us the name of the podcast again. So it's Shite Talk, an Irish history podcast. And it's, I cannot emphasize enough, it is a brilliant, like, you're so lovely and you're very humble about it, but like, oh. it's kind of a big deal, this podcast. Ah, not at That's all, not step. at all. Oh, no, it's a real cult hit. Like, if you haven't checked mm. it out, you need to, because it's a great, but I mean, I feel embarrassed even saying that, because I feel like you guys are so established, but sure, it's always good to give the shout out. Ah, we're, we're definitely not we could definitely do it more well, if you listen, like this sort of stuff this is what we'd be doing if there's any sort of irish connection it's the same level yeah yeah but i think on like on the basis of today you know like you're so funny and you're so gassed thank you so much for coming in oh, i really appreciate it us. thank you so much jason and kevin thanks for having us Julie. cheers tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations good news Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.